Yo, what are you doing right now? We are going to get real about men's issues, who Jesus is, and who we are as men in Christ. We're going to hear Trey, Jeremy, Michael, and Brad break it down. These guys call themselves the Cussing Christians. All right, guys, what is going on? Oh, get this started. <laughs> None of this is going on. Right now. <laughs> A big chunky sausage on this beach. Uh, He's the new editor, man. <laughs> Have fun with that one. <laughs> yep, yep. See, Tim had, had, had a little bit less that. of a moral barrier. <laughs> oh. Oh, nice. Tim, That's a nice peace, tribute. <laughs> nice tribute, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> less of a moral field. <laughs> we took a week off. It's the first time we took a week it. off. Dude, everybody was busy. You needed it. I shoot yeah. Jed, dude. And, you I don't know, think you came out of your boxers. Oh, we. Yeah, you saw me that one day. I was helping you do I come, something. And I, I come over to the house and he walks outside in his underwear. I'm like, roofers across the street. Hey, he's I'm doing so, it again. I look down and I realize I didn't have my shorts on. I just had that point life. I just had my boxers. <laughs> then I crashed and burned after the after our event. And you know, we, two weekends in a row, we had two major things. Mm-hmm. And my mind last week, my mind just was foggy at, all week long. And. I needed it, well, so he had an excuse that time. Rocking and rolling now, getting ready, getting back in gear. Uh, what a good week. event, though, huh? That was awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic. What was your takeaway, man? Uh, it, the Walking Free and Grace Experience, Impact Ministries first uh, first major event. Micah Tyler, Gary Miracle, Tangy Combs, Melbourne, Florida, packed. You know that lower level was packed. What was your takeaway? I mean, it was my first Christian concert outside of a lock-in I did in high school where it was, you know. Uh, a lock, a lock, he yeah. got locked in. I mean, we did. We had did. to listen. Yeah, he didn't have a choice. And it was a bunch of Pentecostals in a room locked together. And it's like That's three, not a concert. And it was like, all right, get down and shake or you're with a weird kid. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> so I had no, I had no real um, starting point. But I thought it went great. You know, it's definitely a great message. And um, you know, Micah Tyler, the, the song he did about Holy Moses and all that. And yeah. Kind of I yep. thought that was great. He, he definitely exceeded my expectations. I mean, it's it's rare to find a guy who can write music like that, write lyrics like that, perform like that, communicate, and have that heart, like like the heart of a pastor right. yeah. for the people. I was like, man, this guy's got it. He's right. got it all. It was really good. It wasn't a concert for me. It was a spiritual experience. It was the Holy Spirit showed up through him, through you, through Gary, through Tangy. It was just, if you walked... If you didn't walk away from that change, there's something wrong because you guys brought it. It, it, you know, the whole dream was to set up an experience, not just a concert. And Micah Tyler was so gracious, spending time with him in the dressing room, you know, the day of, um, kind of going over the flow and what we're trying to accomplish. He, he was just a pro. And, you know, typically a, an artist, they don't like breaking up their set, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we, we basically worked in between. Um, the song I want to be different I want to be changed and then the final song you know I, I typically he would take a you know maybe a little encore break right there so we we took advantage of that and instead of a five minute break we took about a 14 minute break to get the two messages in and he was so cool about it you know a lot of a lot of artists don't want to break up their set in mm-hmm. any way and but he said man this is an experience this is you y'all's what you guys have been tr- planning for and doing so I will do whatever you want you know we had we had set up for Gary, 21 minutes or something like that was on the, you know, the flow. And he just looked at Gary and said, take 40, you know, and yeah. like, well, okay, it's, this is cool. So it, it was just, it, we just tried to create something where there was nothing, no drop off based on 
Well, shoot. I, last week I kind of took off, as y'all know. I, I, I'm, I was mi- very minimal last week in everything I, I was doing. But starting today, I am having meetings with men that showed up that said I, that was something and I want to know more. And wow. I'm starting today at noon, I am having meetings with men that are been struggling. They want to find a home. They want to plug in. And every day this week, I'm meeting with somebody. Their wife called me or... They, they, they did. The wife. <laughs> I got a lot. I got several of those. Wow. My husband's a dick. <laughs> but that's uh, fantastic. But Michael though. is awesome. Gary is always just a gracious uh, brother in Christ. And then Tangie Combs, man, she got she got real up there. Oh, man, we we practiced that about three in the afternoon, and both of us just fumbled all of our words. And she looked at me and she says, "Holy Spirit's got us tonight." Right. Yeah. And when she started, I'm going, "Oh man, I got us." got to follow that up <laughs> and, and uh, you did well brother we're, we're gonna have the uh the walking free and grace experience um we're gonna have all the whole video production of it up on youtube soon i'm not sure when that is because our our audio visual production guy uh, relocating to another state so we'll see how that goes plus we got this hurricane coming and yeah. i'm not sure what's mm. how that's going to mm. hamper things here that brings we, up the word of the day what's the word of the day namaste namaste Are you evacuate namaste namaste <laughs> 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 we are outside of the patio studios right here. I, I think it sounds really good. You hear the birds chirping in the background. before the storm. Yeah. But it's good to be back. Um, but uh, good to see Chef. We had to, we have the 60-year-old boy birthday party over oh, the weekend, man. and that was spectacular mm-hmm. for you, Michael. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It was uh, just amazing to have all you there and sharing it. And, um, Especially since you didn't have any friends like three years ago. <laughs> I know. You, You're right. You've done a good job, man. That is things around yeah everything's possible through the lord i got a dog that was about it three years ago you would have nobody at that party Uh and you you had a packed house man it was great and what does that tell you and i keep going back to this he will restore to you what the locusts have eaten Mm -hmm. and i told you saturday night i isolated myself and wasn't part of anything didn't get involved my wife didn't call anybody to tell hey my husband needs something man Mm -hmm. but it was fantastic and i just love all you guys i couldn't have said it i couldn't have turned around and said something because i would have lost it i was already starting to lose it with uh when I started talking about Gary, but you know, Trey and Brad and Jeremy, how much I love you guys and how much you're part of my life. And I really appreciate you guys. Ever since I heard those words, we are fixers, man. This is the first time we've been together, I think, but uh, we did lose our, our dear brother, Timothy Blomstrom. Our hearts ache. Um, every day that that he is not here, I, as I told his mom and his girlfriend, I said, you know, he just beat us to heaven. Mm, yeah. yeah. And uh, but his battle was tough and it was real. Timothy, man, I know uh, you're listening in, and we're gonna we're gonna make a noise just in your honor. So I'm gonna let you Michael. Do it. It. I'm gonna let Michael do <laughs> it. Here, Mike. and, 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 here, Tim, this is for you. This is for you, baby. <laughs> the peanut filled peanut butter pretzel. He can he can hear that in heaven going, man. Oh, I was gonna get away from that. Driving me crazy up here. Yeah. He's laughing perfect. at you. Brad, he's like, good right, luck, sucker. It's like, yeah, I'm the one who has to deal with it now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Well, first time back, we're gonna try. We're gonna get caught back up on the weekly. Uh, right now, we're up to about 30 countries that are listening to us. So all of you guys uh, around the world checking into the Cussing Christians, we're back. We got the new the T-shirts are there, and we're working on those and getting those on our website. So you can order your very own Cussing Christian T-shirt to generate some conversation in your neck of the woods. It does generate. It, it does generate conversation. <laughs> A lot has happened. Micah Tyler, we had an amazing uh, men's breakfast with 230 mm-hmm. men that showed up, and we 
we had a great conversation that day on, on forgiveness. A couple of stirring forgiveness stories that uh, left a lot of people speechless. And um, we're going to be moving on o- October 21st and 22nd right here, Melbourne, Florida, Church at Vieira, the Grace for Man Conference featuring Dr. Andrew Farley. We have a couple of other guests and pastors are going to be joining us as well. So you can go to the website. You can click on uh, the registration now. It does. Uh, there is a small fee to get in because of all the meals that we're providing, T-shirt, and a special parting gift is a, a book that will, you'll be able to take home as well. So uh, October 21st, 22nd, you can check that out as well as we continue our mission of helping men everywhere discover grace one man at a time. Uh, this past Friday, Gary was in Orlando uh, with his wife, and they were going to the, the David Spade concert over there. And somebody walked up to him, and says, "Hey, are you Gary Miracle?" He's like, mm, "Obviously." And <laughs> how can you miss that? Yeah, and and, and it, it, was, it was a couple, and they said that they were ushers at the um, at the Micah Tyler event, and that they had been ushering and, and volunteering at the King Center for like for the last three or four years. They said they'd never seen an event like that, and so it was really cool. They came up and, and mentioned that, like they've seen a lot of shows, a lot of concerts, but they'd never seen like like the gospel going forth like that that type of event that type of vibe and so it, it was all the way in Orlando somebody came up and, and yeah. it, it impacted them I I'm just you know I took a, <clears throat> a week to decompress and we're thirsty for stuff like that mm. and we're thirsty for stuff like that outside of a church at, a, at a, like a neutral venue because sometimes churches if someone goes to church a and this a big events at church B they won't show up because it's church B putting it on sure. you know and, sure. and the, the, yep. you know the dividing lines of denomination or whatnot. That was a great story. And I got approached and someone said, hey, I was at the event the other night and just pointed nice. and gave a thumbs up. Like you said, it, go, it goes to show that, that people are more interested in something more than just entertainment because right. there, was, there was definitely more of a purpose to that event than just entertainment. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they, they heard, you know, people heard the gospel. They were encouraged by the Bible and the word and everything. So it was good. You know what's so amazing about it? We pulled that off with less than 12 weeks hmm. notice. Everything you did from all the graphics to getting Micah booked uh, to the food. We pulled it all off in 11 and a half weeks. Wow. So imagine if we just go, went on ahead and booked something for next August, mm. hint, hint, and we have nine or 10 months to plan it, what we can do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's uh, that's that's the thought process right now, so we'll we'll keep you posted. <laughs> we'll keep you. I don't have the bandwidth to do it yet, but yeah, uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, you're like, I'm not doing concert promotion anymore. Now you're like, wait till next year. Wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> With with some assistance. Yes. But, uh, cool. I think people are looking and seeking for, with all the garbage that's going on in this world, um, the message Sunday was... Uh, tremendous and you've said this before chef about doubling of technology and it's just spinning man in the message was some statistics about how we've come from the early 1900s until now people are looking for that they see the garbage that's going on in this world they see the immorality they see the grooming of kids they see all this crap and deep down i know in their in their spirit, they got to be saying this ain't right. But you're right. Kind of where we wanted to go today on our first uh, first podcast back after a week off. It seems like the world is getting more and more divided by the second, and then there's a blurry line between people saying, "I am going to be conformed and do what the world says." We, you know, our pastor talked yesterday candidly from the stage about how the world fell in line to what a government told them they had to do in 2020, hmm. just like. 
like. And this is not a political statement, no, by the way. Just, no. Just want, I mean, you had people on both sides of the line right. saying, okay, well, we got to trust and do. Right. And that's it's exactly one of the signs of the end time, right? Right. I mean, and people are thirsty for what we did a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think so. But at the same time, we have people that are still professing Jesus, yet they still have their foot on the other side of the line as well in, in worldly stuff. And it all brings up, you know, Jesus talks about you can't serve two masters. Mm. In uh, Matthew and in Luke, he, he gives that you, you you can't do both. And he's referring in Luke, he's mostly referring to money, uh, mm. you know, as the master. Mm-hmm. But And that's what we kind of wanted to touch on today is I've heard the story about you have this beautiful green pasture and there's a fence line and the other side of the that fence is the scorched earth. And so that's obviously the Satan side of the fence and then the the green side of obviously is jesus's side but you have this fence that line down the middle and a lot of people will try to stand on that fence mm-hmm. and then they realize satan owns the fence and they get burned or they fall and have all these type of things happen to them like okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep my feet in both sides what what are your thoughts because you wanted to talk about this i was thinking about it from a lot of different angles you, know, you got you know today's world it's, it's just so much more complex, right? I mean, if you think about it, like even compared to you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have iPhones. So connectivity was down. So you had to focus. It wasn't as much of a choice, right? right? Because if I'm in the room with you talking, my phone's not dinging and having alarms go off and all those good things, right? So I have to focus on you because there's nothing else to focus on. Well, and today we're, tr- we're trying to blend work life. We're trying to blend. Now we try to blend our spiritual and our personal life, right? And you're constantly blending these things together and trying to make them into what's okay. But the reality is, is that there are certain certain things there that it's there's no you can't do both. You can't say, hey, I'm a well, I guess you can, but like when you really dive in, it hurts to try and do something outside of your your norm, right? And that normal becomes Christ, right? right? If you're a Christian, but too many people are trying to do, okay, well, I'm a Christian, but yet I support, you know, this topic, or I'm going to vote that way because that's how that's what I need to vote for the world and for progress. But yet, I'm a Christian, and even though the Bible says I should be on this side of the I'm going to vote on the other side because it's not as important. Or I mean, this is the way we view the world. So, Well, at some point, I think our faith needs to look different than the world. And there are churches out there that are trying to ride the fence. They're, they're trying to be on the, the correct side. I do that in air quotes. Correct side of the social justice um, issues. Mm-hmm. They're trying to be tolerant. They're trying to do these things that are contrary to what the word says. And a few weeks ago, you know, Mark made some statements um, that were in line with the word. And I think that would be controversial in a lot of churches. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he got emails after. Oh, I'm sure he did. But yeah, I'm, right. stuff about abortion and gay marriage and things like that, that he was giving the biblical perspective of it. But I think a lot of people would think it's hateful or it's uh, intolerant or whatever it is. But it's what the truth, you know, it's what the word says. And there's a lot of churches that um, won't do that anymore. So, yeah, at some point, you can't serve a few masters. Our faith has to look different than the world. There has to be a line somewhere where you say, sorry, I got to go with, with what God says. Right. God hasn't changed. Right. And the word says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like we are manipulating what he has done for us for our well-being. Right. Because when you go outside those parameters, you get hurt and you suffer the consequences of that behavior. Trust me, I know. And so it's like, he hasn't changed. The word hasn't changed. Why are we trying to manipulate it to fit an agenda that is so minuscule, but so powerful because Satan knows that he can divide. And this is one of those subjects that he's doing to divide. Mm -hmm. And he's separating us from our, our mission or not just our mission, but our relationship with a 
truthful and a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It kind of goes back to the original sin. You know, Satan wanted to be like God. We want to be like God. We want to say all these um, all these rules and laws that have been established since the beginning of time that have worked. Now we want to say, well, that's not. Is that you know, like, is it really? That's so true. And we want to change it. We want to we want to be in control, and it doesn't work. Well, it, and and for those that that have said, and I've had conversations, you know, like you said, God's never changed. And I've actually had people look at me and go, he has to. I had a dinner one night a couple of years ago where he goes, of course he's changed because the world has changed. And I'm, I'm my eyes get so big around and then they start going into some of the social woke type stuff and I'm going that kind of stuff was around 2,000 mm-hmm. years ago right. it was there and the Bible's explicit about addressing that a good example is the people with Lot they wanted to sleep with the angels right right. how did we get from that to we've evolved as a world <laughs> now and where we are because you, you I, I actually have had that conversation where I was dumbfounded and I'm, I'm like yeah but you say you believe and if you believe what this says we've evolved as a world to these acceptable things now and people are trying to convince us of what's acceptable right and if we speak up oh man we're we're toast ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun so there the manifestation and in the outward expression of some of these issues might look different now but the the root sin is the same it's been around forever that's the thing about god right as he says i've never changed i'm the same now as i've ever been and it's us that keeps trying to think that we're it's a deceiver telling us that we're evolving right right this wokeism and things like that i mean that's that's the evolution of hate that's the evolution of sin i mean look at look at the amount of hate that has been coming out of the last few years of this woke movement right the reality is is that there's more reverse racism than ever i've never been i've never felt so hated in my life that being said especially if you want to speak uh, you know say what's on your heart especially if i want to say something that's godly uh, i mean all of a uh-huh. sudden now i'm a racist i'm a bigot i'm this i'm that i mean i've been called things and, and listen and the reality is that it's caused a lot of hate and what it's going to do is it's going to cause hate now you're going to have the other side's going to push back at some point it's just causing this is satan you know putting all these lies and this deception out there that we do this if we do that and then as it starts to boil up our country right now is so divided mm. and it's divided by hate yeah which is the opposite of what both sides are trying to, to accomplish uh-huh. which is the funny thing it, you just can't you can't serve two masters at the end of the day. Like, you're going to have to pick a side. And I pick love. So, I mean, that, that's the side I'm going to be on. So Yeah. And I pick the two things that Christ commanded me to do. Believe and love. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not the 613 laws that are no, like a... I choose believe and love. When you do that, everything else falls into place. Our own pastor has had an amazing uh, series the past three weeks. He's going to finish it up this Sunday. But And Jeremy's mentioned this many times when we've gotten together about how things just kind of speed up before they come to an end. And our world is so fast right now. Mm-hmm. And every day where something is being slung somewhere and then the disasters that are happening and all of these things are speeding up so fast. And someone said something to me the other day. They heard a, a person in a supermarket complaining about their vacuum seal on their steak, the cellophane, <laughs> right? And he looked at him and said, the way the world's going, you're going to have to be killing your own food and growing your own food before you know 
swallow it. Mm. So you pr- pretty much need to be thankful for that piece of steak that's wrapped <laughs> right. in cellophane. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a squirrel or a yeah, it might, might be eating these armadillos that are <laughs> running around outside my house or the deer that I see out there. It, we're going we're going back. Okay. It's gonna go back to that, man. Thank you know. God you got a case of barbecue sauce to drown. Oh that yeah, crap, yeah, absolutely. And and I've been watching every season of Alone on the History Channel, so I know, I know, I know, I know how to set a snare and and how to trap stuff. Now I'm pretty sure I could do it, even though I've never done it. But I've watched it. I've watched nine seasons of it, so I'm ready. Bring it on. Our brother uh, Chief Bob. Bruton oh, up yeah. in uh, up in Georgia, man. They start. They have their first impact meeting this Thursday. Awesome, nice. And uh, he knows what to do about getting food. You know he does. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, we have all these first world problems. I mean, we're sitting here doing this podcast next to a swimming pool on a on a on a, mo- a morning as the sun's coming up. We got it good. Yeah, we got it good. And for I for, mean, why do you think the border is such a big topic right now? Uh, everybody wants to be here, yeah. right? I mean, forget how, where you stand on it. The reality is, people want to be in this country, right, more than they want to be anywhere else in the oh. world. And and here we are every day thinking to ourselves how bad we have it. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just such crap. Visit a third world country. Right. Go down to Costa Rica. Go down to South America. Go to India. And yeah. go see what. <laughs> that's why they want to come. You've, mm-hmm. you've been to India several times. A, a lot of times, yeah. yeah. Was, again, that's why we have it so great. But then we have to make sure that we, what they're not forgetting in some of these countries, though, is what God's given them because they don't have as much. Whereas we tend to now we have so much, we're not thinking of God, and that's you know that's that rich man poor man thing, right? When you're right. poor, everything's more of a gift. When right. you're rich, you kind of expect it. Mm-hmm. And we're such a rich nation that we expect the world entitled and entitled. I mean, it's just, um, that's where we're at. It's moving faster and faster. The end times are closer and closer. It seems like who knows when it's going to happen in the meantime. What was the the knowledge stat that he dropped? It was like the first hundred, it used to take a hundred years to double our knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then today, it's every 12 hours. Every 12 12 hours, hours, we we double our knowledge. We have the ability to double our knowledge every 12 hours. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And they all I got to do is. That ain't happening with me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) How many times a day do you go to Google to look something up and increase your knowledge? A lot, but then I forget about it after I look it up. <laughs> so it kind of balances out. Yeah. Kind of flat line. I'm, I'm still the 100 year dude so you guys are 12 years, twelve hours. I'm still. Uh, I'm definitely not doubling my knowledge every 12 hours. That's for sure. I have access to double the knowledge there every 12 go. hours. There so we'll go. put it access. like that. You know the other stat that he gave in the 50s it was 90% of the households in America were claimed as Christian households and now it's in the low 60s. There's a 30 something percent decrease in the professed Christians in our country itself. Our county where we live in Brevard County, it's in the top 10 counties in the country for people who have walked away from the church or are not believers. For us to do what we did a couple of weeks ago with all those people in that, the more we can give that message of hope and that message of love and that message that so many people have been burned by a church somehow by religion or something in their past, we can continue that grace message. More and more people are going to come back because hmm. there's still three and a half billion people in the world that don't know who Christ is. Don't know or don't want to know or haven't heard. Do you know? I got to get, get a f- clarification on that. Because that internet Mark talked about is going right. to give everybody a chance to hear the gospel. Either that, they, that internet, it's a, yeah, that's, it's a new technology. Yeah. That, you know, that, that little thing. You yeah, know, that one. The, the internet that. of things. <laughs> it's very specific, that internet. 
You're on Instagram, man. I am. You are. You're on Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. on that internet. Right? That internet. That's on that that internet. <laughs> uh, it's true, though. I mean, the, the access to what your point was is that you know the access to information is so broad. When you go to India and you go over there and you start going through these towns, there is no internet. It's still not there. Like in, I'm talking like a couple of miles outside major cities. We're talking about people that live in huts. That when you're driving from there to you know we used to go to these different resorts that they have to like throw parties for the teams. And as you're driving through the country, there are people that are still using you know literally donkeys and things like that to transport goods on these dirt roads. So like he still hasn't gotten all those people yet, right? And I'm sure he, I say that, I mean, he's God, he can get to whoever he wants. But my point is that there's still areas of the okay. world that are not that far from major cities that don't have access to cell phones. They don't have access to these things. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty, pretty crazy. The scripture that came to mind is my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And we as believers know the game plan is, is the word and we know what's going to happen. We know how these things are wrapping up. So we have the knowledge. As believers, our mission is to tell other people, you know, and it's like after the series that Pastor's been doing, it's really ramped up in me a, a sense of um, urgency. Mm-hmm. And also, I'll be honest, a little bit of fear. I don't want anybody to perish and neither does God. And so I don't know. I don't know what that looks like for me going forward. How do you look at them and say, there's two masters here, man. Mm-hmm. Wh- wh- Which one you serve? Who, who yeah. are you? I yeah. mean, you know, do you know who you are in Christ? Do you understand what blood and resurrection meant to you? And what, what are you walking out? Would that be a question to generate some honest conversation of someone looking at you going, I never thought of it that way before. Well, I, especially because when you think of it, right, if you have Jesus standing on one side of the, the line, you have Satan standing on the other side of the line, and you have this demon, this dark, this being of just hate and cruelty standing on that other side of the line, then you have this light and this beauty and this love standing on the, on the, the opposite side. If you could see it visually, it's easy, right? You're right. Mm. That's like, true. That's not even an issue. It's right. not hard for me to say, hey, I don't want to jump into the den with you know, there's a lake full of sharks. There's a lake full of kittens, right? Like I'm getting in with the kittens. Like it's really easy, right? But the the reality is, is that it's not the way it is. It's actually the opposite. You know, you would look at the world. You're like, okay, man, I can have this this drink. I can have this drug. I can have this sex. I can have this you know pornography. Whatever's going to make me feel good now is actually usually the temptation we shouldn't be going down. Mm-hmm. That's the master we shouldn't serve. It's it's hard to be disciplined. I mean, it's mm-hmm. hard to get up in the morning and work out and eat right and you know pray every day and and do these things. Now, that's not to turn it legalistic, by the way. That's not my point. The point, though, is, is to do what you're drawn that's good. Sometimes it doesn't feel good. Right. Or it doesn't feel as good in the moment as that other thing would feel. Our friend John Lynch, he made a point saying sin in the short term always feels good. Mm-hmm. There's always a pleasure associated with it in some way yep. in your mind. There's a pleasure waiting on me there, whether it's money or women or drugs or booze or power. Yeah. We, we did that podcast about playing the long game. Like you said, it's interesting how sin always gives you that that instant gratification but in the long term it's destructive right and in the good things like jeremy's talking about the whether it's investing money or exercising or eating well there's not that instant gratification but down the road you're going to reap a lot more right and so here we are you know two masters there's the one master that's that's the um, instant gratification and then there's the master that's that's kind of the long term um you know the the long term thing that's going to be better for you in the long run three of us have kids in their 20s and they're at this age of like figuring things out in their life and I know you have some major things on your heart as do I as it, as it comes to my son or my stepsons and, and they are so bombarded with the other master mm-hmm. you know my son lives in Hollywood California mm-hmm. you drive from his house to the bottom of that hill the Sunset Boulevard Santa Monica Boulevard and man the, the other master is ruling yeah. right there yeah. 
and how easy how easy it is just to take a piece of that okay well that little bit's not going to hurt me i'll indulge in that you know well that's our picking and choosing what sin is right and but you know just to communicate maybe it might not be that dramatic your, your son might be living in the heartland of america where all that stuff's not around him and in, in your face how do we as the spiritual leaders of our families communities have that conversation about what master you what, what master we serve in here man I look at what the father's heart is, and being a father, I truly understand what his heart was for me when he said, Michael, come back to me, man. This is my heart for you. And as a father, I want my children to know, even though there's trials in this world, but the the peace that surpasses all understanding by having a relationship with Jesus Christ, it totally takes Satan out of the game. And I want them to understand that my heart is for them to have love, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, all the fruits of the Spirit, and that's God's heart for us. And I'm, I'm a father. God is a father. So it's, a, it's the same, same thing. You know, it's funny you say that. I was just sitting there thinking the whole time you're talking about being a father, father's love, is that I actually feel sorry for, for the guys out there that didn't have children. Because until I had children, I couldn't, I, I didn't really understand what love was, to be honest with you. That selfless, right. you know, that, that love, no matter what happens, I'll love them. And I, I think I may have said on this podcast, if not, I may have said to you guys you know, in other conversations, but, you know, I remember um, when I was going to become a dad, one of the guys that was with me, um, we were talking one day in a car and um, he said, you know, you're going to find out what love is for the first time. And I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, he goes, loving your wife's one thing, but if she cheated on you or if she murdered somebody or did something really heinous, you could probably turn your back on her. Could And I was, and I was thinking about, it. I was like, you know, you're probably right. You know, if she went out there and, you know, murdered a school bus full of kids, like I'm not going to, I'm going <laughs> to denounce her so quick. He goes, but if your son went out there and killed somebody, you're not going to like it. You're not going to love it, but you're going to sit on their side of the courtroom. And that's, that's what God does for us. He may not like it. He may not love it, but he's going to sit there on that side of the courtroom with Interesting us. Interesting way to look at it. You know, and, yeah. uh, and be there. Now the consequences are the consequences, but he's still there for us no matter what. Good point, That's Chef. a vivid image of mm. the Father's love for us, Chef. I appreciate you sharing that. And I guess as we're working through this life with our kids and uh, the people, the young people in our world, and they, they just have so much bombarded onto them about the, what the world wants them to think and how to think and how to react. Our master's just a little bit different than that, right, Michael? Mm-hmm. We have the truth. We have it uh, in the book, and people don't believe that anymore. More. It's been corrupted. Things have happened over thousands of years. And there's always an excuse for why not. Hmm. And I, I look at some of the people I know that struggle with addiction and things like that. They always have that one little, yeah, but. In, yeah. in there. Serving the, the wrong master has a lot of yeah buts to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Satan's got the game plan, too. He's got he's got a formidable game plan. And he knows the end, what's going to happen. So Right. Well, we're going to go around the horn before we close out. Uh, two masters, words of wisdom for the brand new Christian man that uh, just was baptized. The one that was stirred at our event two weeks ago. I would say, you know, as a guy that, not that recent decided to pick one <laughs> you know and, and I guess it doesn't feel like it was that long ago it's been two years three years four years now but um, the reality is that you'll never get it perfect right and sometimes it's going to be disguised in ways that you'll not you know understand but don't try to change it all at once let right. God do it for you like you know by following Christ you've picked a master 
do what feels natural to you. And right. if you're doing what's natural, it means you're following what Christ wants you to do. Right. If it doesn't feel natural and you start to feel that little like cringe before you do it or that remorse after you do it. Even when you think about it. Or even when you think about it, then you know, you'll you'll know that you're following the right one. I just just the thought sometimes if I'm thinking something that is a sinful thought or an action I'm contemplating, I know is not the really the right way to do it. It usually pains me now, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's so many guys that that say, "Okay, I believe in Jesus," and they they want it all taken care of in 24 hours, and all of those things are going to go away. Well, you told me one time you're like, you know, you, you built yourself up over 30 plus years. Right. It's not going to solve itself in, in 30 minutes. Right. You know. Right. You got to go deal with it, whatever that is, whatever that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might take a, a lifetime, and you might it may still not be fixed at the end but that doesn't mean you're not saved in christ i mean that's the important story right for that young believer new believer we were all there at one time when you're a baby you can't eat spaghetti and meatballs you gotta have milk for a reason because you you can't handle anything bigger or more than that but then god will take you through a process where you'll be able to have that steak so it's my relationship with the lord has been seasons but those seasons have been worth it because, you know, maybe I'm going into a fall or I do fall. Spring's coming. Summer's here. There'll be times when you're when you think you're in a winter, but you're not because he says he'll never leave you or forsake you. So Amen. hang in there, guys. Hang in there. Hang in there. I was thinking we've all served the master of this world. We've all served the instant gratification. In some way, you bet you. We've Absolutely. All, we've all been there. So now those of you and, and, you know, we've been on a journey now where we're serving the Lord. We're serving that master. And you, you're going to look back at it 30 years from now and not regret that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, we all regret what we what we served mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So like Michael said, stick with it. When you look back, you're not going to regret ever serving the Lord walking walking with him you know i i think of our men's breakfast a couple weeks ago and randy mortensen was on stage and you know the unforgivable happened to him a doctor that was high uh killed his son inadvertently uh his five-year-old son and it's been 30 years now and he says he's now to the point where he can't remember that doctor's name that's powerful and that's that's because of the grace of god and it was it was a hard hard life for randy as he coped with that loss by diving into the bottle Mm-hmm. And but the ministry that has come around because of everything he's experienced with the Quest 180 group and and how he handles people with addictions and and helps families uh, overcome uh, their loved ones that have addiction, for him to say I can't even remember that doctor's name, this doctor that was responsible for the death of his son, but that was a process that happened over 20, 30 years. Oh yeah. And I think we have to look at our our spiritual walk with the Lord that way as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's going to be ups downs. You're going to fall a little bit and he's there looking at you with his arm helping you back arm around you helping you back up going let's go let's tackle it we got things to do I'm your master. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll concentrate on that. Guys, it's been awesome. Uh, we're back in the saddle. We're so glad you're uh, joining us. Please follow, like, and share us on our social media. That costs you absolutely nothing. Helps us spread this word of a grace, uh, the grace message for all men everywhere mm-hmm. and women. 30% now. 31% of our followers are women nice. on social media. I love it. So that's so cool. And uh, we just appreciate you guys uh, supporting us and checking us out. Also, check out the Grace for Man podcast this week. Um, my good friend Paul Amos is going to be joining us, and nice. he he brought it when I interviewed him the other day. And uh, so, if uh, uh, if you have some time, check out both podcasts this week. Can I give a quick shout out to my brother Ken? I know he listens to Love this. Love this guy. Um, yeah. Um, he was there when my father wasn't. I want to give him kudos for because he got 
I think he was the first one to really start a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we're a 10-year difference, so he's older than me. But Ken, I, I appreciate you uh, being there when I needed guidance and being able to talk to, and you you always uh, were the big brother that uh, I really wanted and had, and I, I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Class act right there in Columbus, yep. Georgia. Mr. Ken, we love you, big guy. Shout out to Ken. Wear the yep. T-shirts with pride up there, brother. <laughs> so, he's, de- uh, he's definitely going to get some looks with the shirts on yeah, Columbus, man. Georgia. <laughs> uh, the T-shirts are on sale on our website, www.impactministries.org. That's M-P-A-C-T, ministries.org. You can check out what we do, our vision, how we started as four men in this living room right next to where we're sitting right now. Now we're outside on the patio listening to the birds. Sweating. And uh, sweating. So we're going to be signing off so with that said i, I am appreciate you guys putting the fat guy in the sun yeah the fat guy <laughs> in the sun i didn't put the umbrella up i uh i should have put the umbrella up i thought we'd be done before the sun hit nah, you that's all right all right Grace. so we're gonna go around the horn with that said i'm trey i'm michael i'm brad i'm jeremy we are the cussing christians hey man that was that was one of the better ones in a while i know we were kind of yeah, we actually got into this today. we were in sync oh man look at that love you tim Love you, Tim. Miss you, buddy. Love you, Tim. Man, we miss you so much. And uh, you beat us, bro. So we can't wait to reunite with you. Save me a good seat. Save me a good seat. Good parking space. They watching Cowboys games up there, you think? Oh, yeah. It's God's team. It's God's team. They got to be watching the Cowboys. They're probably winning up there. They are winning up there. We got the perfect coach. Everybody ties. Uh.